Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Chicago has a vibrant history of electronic dance and house music. So when a prominent UK DJ stopped by, we had to have him on the show. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Right now, we're listening to a song called When Will We Land? This is the opening track of an album with the same title by musician and DJ Barry Can't Swim. Barry has played on many stages and at festivals around the world, from Coachella to all across the UK and the US. Right now, he's on the road for his When Will We Land tour. We sat down with the man who can't swim himself, Barry, ahead of his recent Chicago show. It feels really good, actually, yeah. Last time I was here, I only got a few hours or something to explore it because I was in and out. So it's been good having a couple of days here and actually getting to have a proper wander around. Yeah, absolutely. You were here in October. You were performing at Radius. That's right, yeah. We're playing with Ben Bomer. I was uh, on support on his show. Yeah, it was wicked. Really, really fun show, actually. It's a great venue. Now, I got to say, I love When Will We Land as uh, the opening track. It, it feels like it really sets the tone for the rest of your album. And I know that a few of the songs were already out before you released it, but I'm curious how you curated When Will We Land. It was always intentional to me to have something that felt like a big kind of introduction piece to start the album with so that you could kind of then go on and listen to it in that way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Let's hear another track. This one is Deadbeat Gospel. I love the energy of this song, Barry. What, what can you tell us about the inspiration here? Yeah, it's funny. So the, the vocals actually um, a mate of mine from uh, uni who I hadn't seen for a good few years and I was playing a show in Dublin and he came along to the show. Um, and like afterwards, like four in the morning, we just went for a little catch up, like drink just along the canal in Dublin. And he started reciting this poem. He was really drunk. He started reciting this poem. Um, and like it was so good, I just kind of took my phone out and started recording it with my voice recorder. I was like, mate, this is amazing. Like, do you mind if I try and use it for something? Yeah. And I already had the beat that I'd been working on for a wee while. After a couple of weeks, I kind of just chopped a lot of it up and threw it onto this beat that I'd already been working on. Oh, that's awesome. It just awesome. Felt, felt, like, felt like it really fitted really well. Yeah, so it was one of those. We actually tried to re-record it in the studio afterwards, um, and it just didn't have the same like, energy or quality to it. it like, I, I much preferred the sort of rubbish recording that I had on my phone because... <laughs> It had the right energy to it, you know. I love how some of the some of the best songs come together with with these crazy stories. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like honestly, the whole thing is like that whole vocal is recorded so badly. Like it's on an iPhone. You can hear the wind. You can hear like people laughing in the background as they're walking past. But there's something about it that, because it was real, like you sort of capture that moment, and it just adds a quality to the to the song. I think that I couldn't recreate in the studio. Yeah. Well, that track, Deadbeat Gospel, kind of reminds me of another. UK artist who performed in Chicago last year too. Here's uh, DJ and musician Fred again.
Gary, how would you describe your sound? Um, I'm not sure. It sort of depends. I'd say it's quite down tempo electronic music, and I like using organic sounds. Um, and I like. Well, I'd say there's a there's a focus on melody. I also like finding samples from kind of all over the world. I listen to lots of music from all around the world, so I'm always looking for inspiration in that sense. But yeah, I'd say it's quite kind of down tempo melodic electronic music, really. Yeah, and tell me more about where you're taking influence from. Well, lots of different places. Like I'm, I've always been, I've been a big fan of Afrobeats, like sort of. 60s 70s afro beats more than stuff from recently or like high life and things like that so yeah. i'm often sampling like nice bits of percussion or drum sounds or artists in that world like i'm a huge fan of fella Kuti. like yeah just lo- lots of different things to be honest with you i'm always i think that's one of the lucky things about being able to write music at this time is that you have access to music from everywhere mm-hmm. all around the world it's so easy to be inspired i think Absolutely. No, I, you definitely hear all the influences. I, I hear you're also a big fan of jazz and old hip hop. Yeah. I, yeah. Particularly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I listen to so much music. So I just like, yeah, like <laughs> go through phases of being into different things. But yeah, I mean, j- yeah, jazz in particular, I've been like, I've always liked jazz since I was like a kid, to be honest with you, and played quite a lot of jazz when I was young, jazz piano. So that kind of definitely informed a lot of my tastes as well. Nice. So jazz piano uh, as a child, because I, I'm also hearing you uh, got a harmonica when you were young from your grandfather. Oh, so yeah. you went from the harmonica to piano and, and now playing in bands and making your own electronic music. Well, to be honest, I'm not even sure how much I could say I could play the harmonica. Like I was honestly, I think I just annoyed my parents. Like my granddad <laughs> would come my granddad would come home like every few weekends with a harmonica and I just play it like loads and not even know what I was doing. I'd be about six or seven. And then I noticed that the harmonicas would disappear and he'd bring another one. And like thinking back, I think probably my parents were just getting annoyed and were like throwing them <laughs> out. And then he'd come back with another one. So I don't know if I could really say I played the harmonica, but I tr- it was my first sort of attempt to play anything. Yeah. And then I started playing piano from, I think it was maybe about nine or 10, something like that. Um, and just really kind of took an interest in in jazz piano in particular. Uh, you work with other musicians, both on music like uh, poet and spoken word artist, some deadbeat who was featured on deadbeat gospel and mm. also on DJing. Like I've seen your recent set in Sydney, Australia with fellow DJ salute. Yeah, yeah. Salute Felix is such a legend, such a good friend of mine. Yeah, I love that was a great show. I really loved, like it was so much fun. You can probably tell from the video. <laughs> it was really good. What's it like getting to share this stage with another artist? And how does that impact the way you go about performing as well? I think it's just like when you when you're playing with someone that like whose music you really like and you really like their taste, it's just so natural. And I think that's part of the reason why that back to back works so well is that like literally I was playing in Liverpool about a month before then and Salute had come to the show and just saw the tunes that I was playing and was like, Yeah, I wanna do a back to back with you sometime because we have so much like crossover in our taste. And so when we did do it kind of impromptu when we were in Sydney, 
um, it was just really easy and like and fun because we were just playing like records that we love. Um, so that's why it's so nice. And and, and it, I guess that's one of the one of the nice things about collaborating as well is that different people can bring different things out of you and, mm. and vice versa as well. That goes for producing as well when you're working on tunes with other people. You kind of coax other people's abilities out of them and you learn things as well. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. Yeah, you're often seen solo behind the board, but it's clear that there are and have been a lot of people behind you supporting your work every step of the way. What would you say about those people? I couldn't do it without <laughs> without the support from them. I guess like making music can be a surprisingly lonely experience, especially touring. Um, yeah, there's a collaborative so, nature that you kind of need. Yeah, 100%. I think when you're a solo artist in particular, there really is like that kind of back and forth, that, especially with writing. Like, I mean, I have like a sort of rule where I have to get like three different people to like my tunes before I'm like, yeah, this is worth putting out one is my manager because he's a real kind of head and he really knows the dance music the second is my partner because she likes dance music but she's not you know massively tapped into it and the third is my dad because my dad knows nothing about music <laughs> but he's just a guy who will hear a song on the radio and be like oh i like that and i know and it's important to me that like it's also appealing to those people as much as it is to maybe someone who's really into their electronic music so i kind of have this unwritten rule particularly for singles that anything i'm going to put out needs to appeal to all three of those people um, and i think when you're working on your own you don't have necessarily another writer to bounce ideas off of right. it's really important to kind of surround yourself with people that you trust like i don't ask for many people's opinions but the people that i do i really lean on them quite heavily yeah i think it's really necessary actually yeah that's quite special yeah thanks now, Barry, I want to listen to one of the first songs that you released called Because I Wanted You to Know. So with this one, I really like that you can hear some elements of the song that you still incorporate into your music now. So I'm curious how you think that you have grown and evolved as a musician over the years. Well, it's funny. Yeah, this was the first thing that I ever uh, wrote, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess like just the practice of writing more and more music, it, kind of you get better at it and you find it easier. I think maybe that track was a little bit more simple in terms of its like structure but i think it still had a lot of the elements of the things that i love so organic percussion sounds kind of jazzy piano different jazz sounds harps and different kind of organic instruments but layered over synths these are all things that like i just love and do with most of my music and i, I really like that track i think it has a lot of warmth to it it's a simple quite repetitive piece of music but I don't know, it's got a bit of a special place in my heart, especially because it's the first thing I ever put out. Um, and not a lot of people know about it, I guess, because it was like, it sort of went under the radar being the first thing I ever released. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of elements in that that kind of, I, I would say, still exist in the stuff I'm writing now. Yeah. When it comes to your work as a DJ, I mean, uh, what's your process with finding music? It's actually quite annoying on the DJ because... 
I've sort of realised recently that because I've just been playing so much, I actually don't listen to a huge amount of music anymore for for just for the enjoyment of listening to music. Like I feel like most of my music experiences, listening experience now is just digging for tunes. But there's honestly so many ways. Like it could be, I mean, you get sent promos. I'm always digging for things, looking for like random labels if I've maybe found a tune that I like and kind of just researching the label and looking at other things that they've put out especially like really random sort of labels from like a long time ago you can find some really obscure stuff and mm. um, even totally random things like just like in the way that anyone would like sometimes you might just hear something literally in a restaurant or something like that and and just shazam it i did that recently i was in this restaurant and i heard this thing that i just there was a little part of it that kind of stood out to me and i just shazammed it and i've got this playlist for samples not for djing but just to write with and it just went straight in this little playlist I was like oh might look at that later mm, so I'm always nice. kind of discovering music in, in totally different ways um, so even you Shazam okay I don't feel no, as bad I, I, all the time <laughs> all the time yeah big Shazama you know Chicago is a city that's full of DJs and producers and musicians so what advice would you have for them like what's helped you most in your career well, I think lots of things, really, to be honest with you, but I think there's always going to be an element of luck, I think. No matter how good you are or how talented you are, I think the most talented artists in the world, there has to be that element of, of luck. So I think it's it's really important not to get yourself down. I think you've also got to be willing to deal with rejection as well, which is the same with any kind of creative subject or creative thing that you want to do. There's, you know, you're going to have to deal with a lot of that, particularly at the start. So I think it's just important not to be phased by that. But I think the most important thing is that just do something that you enjoy. Because then I think if you're doing something that you enjoy, you're more likely to stick at it and you're more likely to get better at it. And even if it doesn't become your full-time job, if you enjoy it, then that's the most important thing, really. Like if, if I wasn't touring and wasn't being recognized, uh, you know, for the tunes that I'm making, I'd still be making music. I'll be making music till I'm an old man just mm. because I love doing it. So I yeah. think that's the most important thing. If you're passionate about something, that's the real reason to do it. And anything else that comes with that is a bonus really, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just important to be dedicated towards it. I think if, if you love it. That's great advice. Here's another track. This is Always Get Through To You. The big question, what is next for Barry Can't Swim? Well, I've got this show in Chicago tonight. Um, and then, yeah, off to DC tomorrow for another show. And then I'm back in the UK and Europe. I'm off on uh, another tour, actually, in probably, yeah, probably about a week and a half, two weeks from now. That's wow. with a full band. So I have another tour, like another version of the live show that I do, which is like, yeah, myself, a drummer, someone on keys and synths, and it's like a full sort of band set up. Um, so yeah, I'm off to do that next. Nice. That's awesome. Should be fun. Yeah. It sounds like a good. lot of fun. Yeah. Well, a final question for you, and I know that you you shared some of your, your faves earlier, but who would you say is one musician or, or group uh, that the folks listening should check out right now? Like what, what's on your current playlist? 
That's tricky. <laughs> I need to have a little <laughs> think about that. I'm trying to remember. Is it like asking a parent to pick their favorite child? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and, and and I just, I feel like it's been like a minute since I've like listened to loads of stuff, new stuff that I haven't discovered just because I've just been digging for tunes to DJ so much recently. But you know what? I've actually was in a session with this guy uh, a couple of weeks ago and he's a good friend of mine. So I'm going to say an artist called O'Flynn because if you don't know him, he's wicked particularly his first album, uh, I think it's called Aletheia, um, and it came out maybe four or five years ago, and it really went under the radar. He did a tune with Bonobo not that long ago. Bonobo's a huge fan of him, but his first album is amazing. It's like super soulful, um, really melodic, great sampling, really textured, just really good music, nice. and he's just a lovely guy. So I would definitely suggest checking that out. check them out. Well, we'll leave it there for now. That's musician and DJ Barry Can't Swim. Thank you so much for making the time for us on Reset. No, thank you for having me. It was really great, really fun. Appreciate it. We'll go out on one more song. This is How It Feels. This episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Micah Yason. It was edited by Meha Ahmed and mixed by Brenda Ruiz. Come back to the Reset Podcast every Saturday for interviews with great musicians from Chicago and beyond. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.